what movies are playing out of, uh, for Back to the Future, part one. They are in the movie theaters. Uh, AMC is like, yo, we're about to go bankrupt, <laughs> motherfuckers. That's just the popcorn store. <laughs> I think I, I work for them. Well, like, the Harkins shows up on, like, DoorDash and shit. Overpriced popcorn and raisinets. Yeah, so movie theaters are just uh, like store food stores. <laughs> you get a fucking uh, overpriced uh, personal pan pizza. You want yourself a hot dog that even the Circle K don't want? Circle K has got good hot dogs. <laughs> no, it's like, of course, everything. QT, QT is, has the best yeah. hot dogs, obviously. Uh, and if you, if, if, you, uh, if you find yourself near a Costco, they got pretty good hot dogs too. It's all about QT. <clears throat> QT is probably one of my favorite places on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> for Speaking most of people, it's Disneyland, but for me, it's QT. Disneyland. Hey, Al, you just won, just won the Super Bowl. Where are you gonna go? Ah, oh, I'm gonna go to QT. I'm going to QT. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get me a suicide and some hot dogs. <laughs> it's fucking. I've had many great times at QT at three in the morning. <laughs> Can always, you always rely on uh, QT when you're coming down. Guess what? Chicken butt. I got the stimmy. Oh, um, you got that sweet six hundred dollars. That's stimmy. right. They got Me too, but I got kids and a wife, so it's it's significantly more. Kyle six stacks divided by ten. That's my rap name. It's not like a super tight rap name, but you nah, it, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, I mean that fancy ramen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in a black package. <laughs> Hell yeah, ram ramyeon is is because it's from Korea. And they're always delicious. it's pretty spicy, but I'm a spicy boy. I love it. Did <laughs> you add more spice to it? This VHS cult. We are now bi-monthly or whatever the word is for every other week. We have new episodes. It might change back to weekly eventually. Just don't feel like it right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want more episodes, we're doing another podcast that's monthly as well. So you got six. Yeah, if you want more. The other one's weekly. Money. The other podcast is weekly, not monthly. Every Monday. Well, that's what I meant. Like it's every. It's a that podcast. You got one every. You got one every Monday. We just talk about bullshit. We just kind of podcast really. That's what most podcasts are, anyways. Who cares? You, you got to have a gimmick, I guess. I don't know. It's about fucking ghost stories or some shit. Check it out. <laughs> um, I mean, if shit, man. I wish we recorded that podcast today because it was a big day for crazy uh, people on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> Oh, uh, which person are you talking about? <laughs> I, there was like the uh, very anti-Semitic um, feminist woman. There's the Bean Dads, uh, <laughs> and then also Kamel Nanjiani. Everyone taking shots at him because of uh, steroids. Oh, was he getting? I didn't <clears throat> catch that. I wasn't really on Twitter much. I saw the first two. Well, it's, the thing is, obviously, he's uh, he got yeah, he's obviously Marvel. Yeah, they're all doing it right. You know what I mean? You're not in your 40s. Get down under 10% body fat. Put on 30 pounds of muscle in four months unless you're doing something. Of course, none of them will admit to it because they have to protect the brand that is Disney. So it's all they're always, oh, it's diet and nutrition. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> no way you're doing it in four months. Like, um. I have relatively good genetics for putting on muscle. I've been lifting weights consistently for five years. If I can control my diet, then yeah, I can get my body fat low and look cut up. But I mean, man, that's I don't know. Even with four months, I don't know if you could do could look that good with some of these dudes. You know what I mean? Uh, four months, absolutely. If I was had a nutritionist, I might well, yeah, I guess you had a nutritionist. You did nothing but work on your body. Yeah, I'm, right now, I even that's not realistic. <laughs> 
Well, to the extent that they, for them, it's like if if you're a lifelong athlete and you're working out all the time, anyways, and then you go through a cutting phase, you like you can get pretty good, right? But that's ten years of already doing it, anyways, and you're not going to do it in four months, most likely. These are just average ass actors that are basically Kumail Nanjiani specifically, or Chris Pratt's the best example, completely out of shape, right? <laughs> and they no, turn no, around not, and like Pratt. turn around like four or five months in Oswald. Uh the people are saying that like he got like facial reconstructive surgery or whatever. No, that's not no, the case either. If you rude. look at his face, he already has a big ass jaw. And if he has like under 10% body fat, there's not gonna be any, any fat on his face, so he's gonna look different anyways. And then yeah, doing the HGH or some of the other TRT um does like uh, it'll widen your jaw so that's what it is you can get extra bones or some shit (laughs) (laughs) um and i'm sure there are some people that are uh doing it out of like oh because he's a brown guy you know there are racist people i'm sure but the big problem is like i said these guys are presenting a completely impossible unachievable body image for men and then they just straight up lie about it when then people ask him about it yeah, I mean, I will say that it is weird that Camille is getting the brunt of it when it's everyone, and uh, Chris Pratt is really the most obvious example. Well, the thing of, is, uh, um, among people that actually like work out and uh, exercise and stuff, like this has been a complaint for years from all the Marvel guys. Right, that that's true. Up to it. It's just now, for some reason, the wider, wider I guess it's because Marvel's... <laughs> the wider audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think some of it is just Marvel's and Disney are losing favor in general among the yeah, whole popular I mean, population so it's just now everyone's calling it out and people are calling it out for weird reasons obviously but my thing is yeah like it's perfectly fine if that's what you're doing you just need to be honest about it like when i'm in my 40s hell yeah i'm gonna be doing trt and shit you, know, you, you, got, I mean? you ain't got no money for trt unless uh, well, uh if I've, i'm hoping i have insurance by the time in my 40s <laughs> <laughs> But hell yeah, I'll be doing that shit. Like, I'm not gonna, like, yeah, your testosterone goes down in your 40s. If you want to maintain your muscle and stuff, you gotta do that shit. So I'll be, I'll happily do it and tell everyone all about it when I do it. But that's the problem is they act like it's completely attainable. If you are, oh, you just gotta eat right and work out hard for a few months. And you too. No, you're good. He's gotta no. eat TRT. Just gotta eat horse testicles. <laughs> Grade A horse testicle. I mean, he could at least like tell us what his stack is, so I could plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a jaw that's way too wide. I already do. I, I'm conflicted. Do I want a really wide jaw, or do I want a neck that's wider than my my jaw? I mean, George Lucas uh, attained the the second, and he didn't uh, gain any muscle mass. Well, that I, that's just he's fat. You know, what I mean, he, and that's his jaws or his neck's not wider than his jaw. It's uh, he just has. A huge like um gullet. I'm talking about getting a big muscular neck like Henry Rollins in his prime. He always had an abnormally large neck. I, I mean that's just genetics. that man's just all neck. That's just genetics. He's just a neck with legs. Yeah, you just do certain exercises that are supposed to target your shoulder and because of your genetics, it also gets your neck. It happens. It happens it happens to the best of us. So like Stone Cold Steve Austin, giant thighs. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I wish we could have talked about that yesterday on yesterday's podcast, but you know, it hadn't come up recently, so we didn't have time. And then the Beans Dad, I'll very quickly go through that. Um, the long winters are death cap for cutie for people who are in ROTC in high school, so who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird ass fucking band, weird ass fucking dude. And then also the, the thing with Trump, obviously, yeah. It's pretty serious. It's pretty criminal, like most things Trump does. But if you listen to the tapes, like most things Trump's, Trump does, it's fucking hilarious. He just sounds like so bummed out and desperate. Like, come on. You, come on. Are you sure? Please, come on. Sure you, can just find out that you can do it. Are you sure they didn't tamper with the machines? I heard they did. What do you think, <laughs> huh? Maybe? It's like, uh, please, ma'am, can I at least have a picture of your feet? <laughs> I want it's that I want a hug energy from high school. Just <laughs> <laughs> such an embarrassing dude. And then in personal news, I had a um <clears throat> dream about Prince Harry for some reason. Mm, weird, which, uh, which is weird because I I know he's been in the news over the last year or whatever, but like I don't spend any time thinking about the royal family. But I'm in, upset you even brought it up. Continue. Well, it's in my dream. It came out. Um, <clears throat> it was revealed that he had a um puppy play fetish. And so it was like all these tabloid photos of him pretending to be a dog on the ground and shit. <laughs> that's all the details I remember about it. I was just like, that's when I woke up. I was like, oh, that's pretty strange. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this, I don't know. I don't often think about Prince Harry or like puppy play. So I guess it's just the <laughs> you connect- revealed some weird things about yourself. It's, no, it's just like, the, no, 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 no. We got to delve into the Sigmund Freud style. Whose mother do you want to fuck? <laughs> it's the amount of respect I have for the royals, I think, where it was just completely legit, like, reasonable in my dream. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Remember when he was the bad boy of the royals? He dressed as Hitler and was doing... I think he still is, right? shots. <laughs> yeah, but now it's, like, for really weird reasons. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, how oh, you give away the castle and move to America? How disturbing before is, like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I dressed as Hitler for Halloween, which is pretty weird? I mean, that's just the royals for you. <laughs> pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Speaking of pretty weird, we did, in fact, watch The Thing for this week's episode of that's VHS Gold. Weird. It's pretty great. 100,000 years ago, it found its way into our galaxy. Trapped in the frozen wasteland of Antarctica, it could not escape. Now the men of Station 4 have made a monumental discovery. An alien creature had frozen, but not to death. the warmest place to hide pretty fucking it was at the time it was released it was uh, way too weird for everybody <laughs> no i know the block office success <clears throat> like all the movies we watch uh this is based on the 1938 jo- john w campbell jr novella who goes there have you read it who goes there um i don't think so maybe actually what's the story about it's not actually the thing, though, is it? Um, so I don't know the details. It's basically the same idea as the thing, yeah. 
If it's oh, like an isolated, okay, maybe an isolated group of dudes uh, that encounter a thing, a thing. they get all paranoid and shit. Uh, there's also a film or two that predates the thing that's based off the same novella. I didn't write down or remember what those films yeah, are. Yeah, the other ones like uh, the thing that came from beyond or something. I know what they are. Or yeah, I, I have a vague knowledge of them. I, whatever, they're, they're not most the things. things. So who cares? <laughs> Oh, there's um, a sequel to the thing. Let's talk about that. Uh, it's got Mary oh, Elizabeth technically a prequel, uh, right? Winstead in it. I think it's like prequel and sequel because of how the timeline works out or something. I don't know. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it. She's pretty cool. That's all I really remember from it. I saw it in the theaters when it came out, but I mean, I saw a lot of movies in the theaters in my 20s that I don't remember from alcohol poisoning and stuff. <clears throat> uh, this is of course John Carpenter. He's the man. He's kind of he's like one of the main characters of this podcast. No, uh, he's like a side character. We're the only main characters. Why would oh. you do that? He's a supporting cast. Yeah, the recurring character. It's gonna suck when we get through all of his movies. Oh, uh, then we can start watching some of his nineties work. They're great. Ghosts of Mars. <sighs> Vampires. It's written by Bill Lancaster, who is Burt Lancaster's son. Uh, Burt Lancaster, famous for being one of the those cowboys that we talk about sometimes. Cowboys from the 50s and 60s and the 40s. Yeah, no cowboy actors doing cowboy things. Yeah, like a Ronald Reagan contemporary sort of guy. Yeah, but not not a political figure, really. Uh, not like to the extent Ronald Reagan was. I'm sure he also had some really regressive conservative beliefs. So. <laughs> he, was a, he was a cowboy actor, right? Yeah, and he promoted them through film. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little American exceptionalism. Uh, Bert's son Bill also wrote the Bad News Bears and an early draft of Firestarter. Oh, wow, what a guy! That's about it. <laughs> oh, I'm what? Yeah, you were on a roll like that. You gotta have one more in you. He did some acting too in his younger days, mostly working with his father. So good for him. He got to be like a little cowboy. So, <laughs> uh, the soundtrack for this film is shockingly not done by uh, John Carpenter. Although it does have John Carpenter vibes. It's Ennio Morricone, who we all know because he's Ennio Morricone. I'm not familiar. Um, his score for this film was nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst Score when the film came out. Wow. And then some Unfair. of the unused music composed for this film uh, later got Ennio Morricone an Oscar for when it was used in The Hate Flight. That's an interesting <laughs> dichotomy there. Um, I mean... Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck the Razzies. Well, it's honestly like no one knew how to fathom this movie when it came out. It seems like everyone's just like, I, I don't know. This is this is the worst trash, crass garbage I've ever seen. And then obviously, retrospectively, now it's considered a classic film. Um, it's like every like white nerd on Reddit's favorite movie. It's kind of unfortunate claim to fame at this point on the internet is uh people on reddit talk about it a lot <laughs> reddit's ruined a lot of films. Oh, well the internet has ruined a lot of films it's the internet's fan base has ruined a lot of films humanity has ruined a lot of things yeah i mean humanity is about to ruin humanity not a fight can help it you can't oh all right <laughs> that's that um, special effects, of course, uh, um, Stan Winston and his team are involved in it. Everyone knows Stan Winston. And they get a little bit of credit, too. But specifically, uh, Rob Button, who also did Total Recall, Robocop, The Howling, 
uh, worked on the first Star Wars and previously worked with Carpenter on the Fog. Uh, he was only 22 when he started working on the other thing. So was he feeling think, all right? Think about that and feel bad about yourself. <laughs> I try not to. I feel bad um, about myself already. Yeah, that's one of the big stars of the show is the special effects. Thank you, Rob Botton. Uh, cast, we got Kurt Russell, Keith David, the K&K Connection, also um, supporting characters in this podcast, and Wilfred Brimley. Oh, yes, the movie <laughs> that makes me think, hmm, mm, should I stop eating oatmeal? <laughs> Dobbers. <laughs> and most people uh, listening will probably be most familiar with Wilfred Brimley. From for, the uh, Ewoks movie sequel, that's right. <laughs> I was gonna say diabetes, 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 or the oatmeal commercials, right? Yeah, that's true. I just always see diabetes, man. Diabetes. I think of him as he as the Ewoks diabetes. guy still to this day. Yeah, remember when he gives the um fast guy some rolls, <laughs> some biscuits, and he's like, man, those we're gonna have to do a special episode where we uh, double feature those, those classic <laughs> films. <laughs> They, I'm sure they don't hold up. I, I watched one with the kids not too long ago, and I don't. It didn't didn't really catch me. I have a feeling it'll hold up to um, my expectations at this point in my life, where I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they're terrible. <laughs> uh, so uh, the thing opened the same day as Blade Runner. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> oh, two bombers, huh? Yeah, this is a big weekend for flops. That eventually... big weekend for future uh, internet love uh, yeah. darlings. Uh, but John Carpenter himself has said this is his favorite film. So, what do you think? What's your favorite Carpenter film? It might be the thing. Uh, I like Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, uh, Halloween, of course. Uh, um, Halloween's not my favorite. Big Trouble in Little China. Escape from New York. Escape from New York. I don't think it's Escape from New York. It's probably between the thing and Big Trouble in Little China. Christine, the evil car movie. Yeah, that's a good one. But- yeah. I want a dad. That's a dad. That's a dad classic. A certified dad classic. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the thing. No, I think it's Big Trouble in Little China for me for sure. And then mm, the thing in Halloween are probably tied. Yeah, it's really interesting to see us try to puzzle out our favorite Sean Carpenter movies. That's a, that's what this podcast is all about. Our opinions. If you're listening to this podcast, the only thing that matters is our opinions. That's why I'm Kyle King of movies. That's why I'm here. Space. Final frontier. Bunch of drunk saucer pilots drinking too much blue milk to crash into Earth. What's that all about? I don't fucking another bad batch from a Skywalker ranch. Yeah, too much blue milk. They must have came from the Star's galaxy because it's a galaxy far, far away. And a long time ago, we find out later this saucer crashed on the planet Earth. Um, over a hundred thousand years ago. Yeah, they, the ice. they speculate or whatever. They don't know. They're only scientists. <laughs> what mean, kind of science are they fucking doing? I don't know what they're doing up there, and a lot of them don't seem like scientists. <laughs> they seem like um, cowboys, honestly. Well, I mean, obviously that, that makes sense for uh, Kurt Russell. He's a helicopter and, pilot. He's a helicopter pilot, and so is uh, the other dude. Palmer. And then I assume Childs is like a helicopter pilot as well or something, right? Yeah, and then that very, the, the first cook. thing he's like, "Go, go get the flamethrower." So he, that doesn't seem like a scientist work, unless he, he's, you know, I work with flames. Well, it seems like there's um three scientists, but like Wilfred Brimley's um a biologist of some kind. One guy's a medical doctor, and then Fuchs is, I think, the 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 more sciencey scientist guy because he doesn't have medical knowledge, but he's like the science guy. 
<laughs> this Everyone guy works else, with dogs. But then, yeah, there's a guy that handles the dogs, the guy that works the radio, uh, Nalls is the cook. There's that Norris guy who I don't know what he does. He turns into a cool monster. I think he was a scientist too, but I'm not sure. Yeah. They don't, he had a sciencey look about him. Yeah, they don't clarify what everyone does, but it's real. It's real wild. It's a wild bunch. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of cowboys, honestly. Because even the 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 medical doctor, he's got a nose ring. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh, these he's are, a real badass. These are wild he's, characters. Yeah, he has or to work out in Antarctica because that's where they where they put the kind of doctors with nose mm-hmm. rings. In 1982, man, crazy stuff. Well, Palmer looks like he's in the Hell's Angels, right? He's got like fucking <laughs> his motorcycle patches on his vest and shit. Obviously, Kurt is like ex-military, and for some like reason, disenfranchised ex-military. And then um, the captain, Carrie, the leader, technically the leader guy, he's definitely military because he's a captain, and he's fucking <laughs> ready to drop an op, no questions asked. <laughs> But Look, reason, all I'm saying is a man bursts into your camp, throwing grenades from a helicopter, <laughs> shooting at dogs, winging your dudes. <laughs> you're gonna hit him in the eye. Uh, yeah, he just straight immediately punches out the window. He's like, "Fuck this guy." Uh, it's, it's great. I love it. I love the '80s. Just guys. This is being a great dudes. Way. I think this is a fucking perfect way to start a movie too. You kind of are dropped in right in the middle of the story. In media res, as they say. Shut up. Oh, sorry. Sorry to use a common phrase. It's not a common phrase. Go out on the street and ask about in media res. They don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what it is because it's a podcast I about hope movies. Not. No, I don't. You, I hope not. You, I hope you don't. Anyway, we find out it's actually 1982 in Antarctica and Norway is chasing down public enemy number one. Dogs. Intercut with guys being dudes. It doesn't seem too bad out there in Antarctica. They're playing pool. Uh, handsome Kurt is playing chess and getting drunk. Yeah, not doing a lot of science. Um, I mean, he flies a helicopter. That's <laughs> enough science for me. <laughs> it's all he, science. I need. Helicopters are science. He does. Leonardo da Vinci. He pours his whiskey into his chess machine because I was thinking about it. Early video games were like way over tuned. You know, couldn't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust video games now. They're too easy. Cut back to the Norwegians. Um, they. This is a little-known fact. In 1982, Norway had declared war on all dogs. So they're fucking dropping grenades on a dog. <laughs> this is wild as shit, man. <laughs> they're desperate <laughs> to kill that dog. And I mean, they're fucking, fucking awful shots. That's yeah. oh my god. Oh yeah, they're like they must be legitimate scientists. <laughs> Piotr, to the aim, aim ahead. Lead hey. him a bit, Piotr. <laughs> Piotr. <laughs> I don't know. It's the only Norwegian thing I could come up with. It sounds Norwegian-ish. Nah, that's like Eastern European for Peter. They have Eastern Europeans in the or- Norway. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, they, so they are desperate to kill this dog for some reason. He was, the grenade guy is like straight up going to throw a grenade at a group of people because the dog's there, right? He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> all these people are, all these well, people are I, getting I, wasted. He's obviously under the Wolford Brimley... Um, initiative here which is like fucking kill them all at god tournament well, basically he just wants yeah like wilford brimley where it's like we can't let this thing escape no matter what like you can't get to the general population so some people will have to die the noble sacrifice <laughs> yeah um <laughs> luckily though his uh, gloves are too slippery <laughs> so he just chucks it behind him and blows up the helicopter i love that he runs to like try to like, oh shit, I fucked up. I'll, I'll, I'll go yeah, save I better catch shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put the pin back in. 
Then his friend, uh, yeah, starts shooting. He gets one of the guys in the leg, but luckily, Carrie, the scientist with the gun, is a big time shooter. He doesn't hesitate. Yeah, he's a way better shot than these Norwegians. Yeah, especially with the handgun from like inside a building far away. He's like, aim for a second. That's how you know he's killed plenty of men. He didn't even care. The God Summer Mountain. And then the, the, this is the, the reveal where um, every time I watch the movie, I forget how many dudes are in it. Clown car dudes. Like, damn, there's a lot of dudes at this facility that you forget about. Because um, at least two of them are porking. I, you, you would if you were bored, you know, up there in the great white north and nothing to do. That's the great white south. Oh, I guess it all depends on your sense of direction, but that is the great white south, technically. Oh, well, also, Kurt Russell destroyed the chess machine. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Play pool, I guess. Windows appears, and he says, great, because they don't have any radio. They haven't been able to talk to anybody. And like, oh, man, we'd get shot by Norwegians. Norway has declared war on America or dogs. That's, prob- that's probably <laughs> <laughs> America and dogs. Well, Miles the Cook comes skating in. And he's like, maybe Norway declared war on America. It's like pretty that it's at that point it's like kind of reasonable. It's like I don't know why they would come for this outpost first, but <laughs> it also seems that they may have been shooting at a dog. I, I just I can't. The dog was an American. <laughs> he was a spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is where it alludes to Palmer possibly also being a helicopter pilot because uh, one of the doctors like we got to go check out that Norway shit, and he's like I'll fly you, and then uh, Carrie's like don't even think about it. Because Palmer's unreliable because he's getting high all the time, I guess. Probably drunk, too. But also, uh, so is McGrady, so. Yeah, but everyone, uh, for some reason, just loves McGrady. Like, he's uh, the boss anyways. He's, like, de facto leader. I don't uh, know you, why. You've been in situations like that. Yeah, but I, I, in real life, it wouldn't be Kurt Russell. It'd be <laughs> Keith David. He's the tallest. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point. Yeah, whoever the biggest man is the leader. But Kurt Russell does have the most impressive beard. And yeah. hair. It's and just, it's, oh, it's just a lush head of hair. Took him, um, I believe, uh, six months to grow that. Did he go to Antarctica to grow it? No. Probably just like hung out around the house, you know? <laughs> Shooting the shit. Hanging out with Goldie Hawn. In 1982, were they the guy? I thought they got together on, uh, you know, the Splash. movie. Where, yeah, no, Splash. Um, the water is involved, but. Overboard. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Splash is the mermaid one, huh? That's correct. But when you go overboard, you make a splash. (laughs) Not if you're a really good diver. Sometimes you overturn, though, and your feet slap the water. Splash. And that's when you get the silver medal. Uh, Palmer says, uh, since he's so swiftly rebuffed, he says my um, one of my favorite lines in the movie. He goes, hey, thanks for thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I love that. The delivery is perfect. Oh, thanks for thinking about it, too. Thanks for thinking about it, though. Uh, Yeah, these are some real working class science boys we see here. They're smoking, drinking. Wearing whatever they want, not doing science. science. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing up there. I guess they're just the experiment. It just makes it seem like a really cool time to be a scientist in Antarctica. Well, it reminds me of like aliens, right? Where um, it's the, the yeah, it's space travel and shit. But then they're just out there doing a regular fucking mining job, you know. But this is 1982, not the future. So um, you would think it would be bunch of uptight pencil neck geeks and if the movie were made today that's absolutely who would be, the cast would be would and they wouldn't round out any of the characters at all there'd be like two characters that were in conflict throughout the whole movie and they'd be both be like uptight in different ways and is that what happened in the remake 
Um, kind of, yeah. Or not remake, I guess. Again, a prequel, sequel. They marketed that shit as if it was a remake, but it was kind of not. Um, it sucks though because it doesn't have practical effects. So it's like, what the? What's the point? If I can't see greasy dog faces and and heads uh, separating from their bodies, what's the point? The whole point of movies in the eighties was making puppets the large Gross enough. Things. It was like, how much glycerin can we get on this puppet? So it looks real. <laughs> and whoever has the most glycerin wins. It was ghoulies too. <laughs> uh, at this point, they're not suspicious of the dog at all. Um, they just, Which is so, it's crazy to me. Like That dog is suspicious as fuck. I've been around plenty. Look, I'm not a dog expert, but I've made friends with plenty of dogs. That dog's suspicious. Well, I, they do um, shoot the dog. I'm, I mean, film it in a way where it's like you can see that uh, some, you know, the dog's like watching them do shit. And like something will happen in the ominous musical play, and they'll cut to the dog, and the dog's looking left and right really quick, shiftily. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how that episode of The Simpsons, when Homer Simpson writes a movie. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, yeah, they've they've defaulted to the idea that whatever these Norwegians went stir crazy, right? Because they don't really have any other evidence. But it's also you. I would still be kind of suspicious of like, why did they really want to kill that dog, though? You know. Yeah, me too. I'm like, why are they going so crazy about that? What the dog do? Um, I, I, I 100% make sure our goddamn kennel master locked up the dog. Well, I also wouldn't lock it up with the other dogs, because what if it well, has... Yeah, well, it's got space rabies or something. Yeah, or anything, you know? Quarantine well, ice it. rabies. Definitely quarantine the dog. I don't know if I'd be like... I mean, I know it's a dog. What kind of scientists too. are you, assholes? Yeah, you'd be like, well, let's kind of separate this dog, and let's try to solve this problem before we start getting, you know, getting our balls licked by this dog. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're all too uncomfortable with the dog just getting shot at yeah because people don't really want to kill dogs normally especially not norwegians uh norwegians are known for their love of dogs i think i don't know when i think about the domestication of dogs it's always like hairy viking men that domesticated them in my imagination so uh, yeah there's always lots of snow anyways yeah presumably it was the norwegians <laughs> unfortunately though no one dog. picks up on the dog being yeah. suspicious as fuck. So the dog creeps around, and we see the shadow of a man in a room. And the dog comes in and goes, little dog noise. And the shadow <laughs> turns, and we fade away because, oh, no, the, the lick of death, whoever that man was. Who How do you think the, it was? Uh, it was McGrady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how does the, the thing know to act like a dog? Um, watching other dogs. I'm sure the Norwegians had a bunch of dogs too. <sighs> the whole thing, like, and how does it know to act like all exactly like the people? Is it because it absorbs their brain stuff? Yeah, I guess if it's completely replicating the person, it know it like would know their memories and and then that would give it enough context to kind of act like a human, right? That's why it kind of acts like a dog, just a really mm. suspicious dog. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, clearly it has more intention than a dog normally does. Because normally dogs are just like running around like, yeah, ooh, yeah, all right. Yeah, the only time my dog looks that intent is when I'm about to feed her. Yeah, like this dog looked like it had a plan. Dogs normally don't have plans. Uh, yeah, so the the man's shadow we see in that scene is actually um, no one from the cast. So that to make it completely ambiguous, you wouldn't be able to tell who it was. It is like a curly-haired man, though, so that narrows it down to like Palmer or Windows, if you think about it. So was Palmer know, the window- first? isn't uh um, he doesn't ever get infected well he kind of does but they melt him right away yeah <laughs> they melt him real good so paul presumably palmer then was he the first one to be infected 
I don't know. There's tons of videos mm-hmm. and shit and discussion. Try about... to explain it. I always thought that was like that's like a boring aspect. Of I, yeah, I also, gives a shit. I also yeah, I straight up don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question later on um, that's more interesting to me about the movie than like try keeping track of who infected who, who killed who. Uh, oh, is uh, Childs or McGreedy infected at the end? Who cares, man? That's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is to have a good time. And also at the end specifically, it's uh, it doesn't matter at that point because they're both gonna die. Well, I mean, McGreedy will definitely die if he. Well, the uninfected one will definitely die. The infected one will just freeze until the search party comes and collects them. Yeah, that's true. Nothing you can do at that point. The other two tuckered out. And people <sighs> are always like, "Well, Childs drinks the alcohol, so maybe he's not infected because alcohol." But it's like, What's well, they don't ever doing? they don't ever set that up in the movie. And then people are like, well, he drinks it, and then McCready laughs knowingly afterwards, so maybe McCready actually tampered with the alcohol. Well, but it's like, well, that's not established in the movie either. <laughs> yeah, what does he tamper with? Kerosene? He's going to light on fire the, some shit? Yeah, the point at the ending is, like, neither of them can yeah, do anything about it. Yeah, it's the futility of it. It's like, well, like one of them can matter. be infected, neither of them can be infected, they both can be infected. Well, yeah, and it's not going to matter at that point. Well, I guess it matters to the world at large if... Um, one of them is infected, then gets taken by the rescue team, makes it to New York, and turns everyone into, like, T-Rex monsters. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, the Jurassic Park Lost World 2 or whatever. Remember the T-Rex running through the streets? <laughs> I try to forget it. Well, that is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> um, so next, yeah, uh, McCready and a couple of science bros t- uh, take a trip over to the to Norway. And Norway has fallen. <laughs> Did Norway ever really stand? It wasn't always a burnt-out husk of a science station. <laughs> it once thrived. With, with all their Tall, fears. lanky, beautiful people and their blonde eyes and blue hair. Oh, Whoa. And fjords. Don't forget about all the fjords. Oh, yeah. I read about that in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's a fun word. Fjord. Also, I was thinking in the beginning, um, I've said this before, there's still a lot of similarity in English to the other Germanic languages. If, like, the Norwegian guys, like, slowed down, told them what the problem was, I'm pretty sure, like, they would have been able to sort it out, you know? At the no, they, they had gone crazy. They had all, they'd gone a little Wolf of Brimley crazy at that point. I guess it's a, a desperate times call for desperate measures. Wait, one of them blows up, and the other guy doesn't even get phased by it. Yeah, you're right. He's on a mission. Well, He's just really bad at it. And also, I guess if you follow the, like, the, um, you compare it to how the rest of the story plays out, how eventually everyone's just totally suspicious of each other anyways and don't give a fuck. That guy's probably like, good. I'm glad he blew up. I don't know if he's infected or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they, they're at the Norway site. They find lots of nice clues. Um, great set design. They see a bunch of uh, dead, mutilated Norwegians. It's the start of all the cool special effects. There's a guy that uh, slit his own throat, and then you see his blood's frozen and stuff. That's fucking cool. Um, they find a Cronenberg outside. <laughs> they sure do. Mm-hmm. So, like, we got to take this back. This is an important this piece of the puzzle. Piece, you know. Yeah. This belongs in a museum. <laughs> That'd be me. Like, damn, looks like a Cronenberg. Cronenberg original. Uh, yeah, so then they return. Um, this is where the, the dog's looking out the window. Ominously, the dog's like, "Oh no, they're on to me!" Right? He's like, got to put his plan into action. Uh, we don't know what the thing's plan is, or um, even how it thinks. It really, really even has one. 
I didn't have must have a plan because that dog looks like it has a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it builds a spaceshipy thing. Yeah, like it's it's um can do something. Does it have opposable thumbs normally? It must. Or is it, or this like a big revelation for it? It's like, oh god, look at these. Well, that's the thing. Is was it just contained in the ship, or was it that thing's own ship? Or you know what I mean? I like to think of some sort of horrible science experiment gone wrong. And they launched into space because, like, oh, fuck this. We can't control it. It's probably the um, Predators again, right? Or oh, the they're always jockeys. fucking shit up. The Space Jockeys. Yeah, because the Space Jockeys created the Xenomorphs, right? And, like, accidentally set them loose. That's what it is. This is just another one of their experiments. Or whatever. I, don't, I don't What What happened in Prometheus? And and, um, <laughs> I haven't watched yeah. it. You me. I don't remember any of that shit. That part of the lore sucks anyways. It's awesome in the first alien when they just you just see like the skeletal remains of the space jockey and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? It makes the universe seem so mysterious. And they made Prometheus and like he drank some caviar and melted into the ocean and created life on Earth or some shit. But then also those xenomorphs? I don't know. Space jockeys seem like jerks. <laughs> uh, so they do a little a little uh a little uh, um, vivisection. What's it called? An autopsy <laughs> on the Cronenberg. Uh, it's like two people fused <laughs> together. Evisceration on him. Yeah, it's two people fused together, but he's got like one set of regular organs. I think it's like uh, he's probably uh, a thing transforming between two people, and that's why or, he's like got... absorbing one other person. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't. Know. You know, things are weird. They got weird things going on. Uh, the science of it doesn't make a little, too much sense, but it's an alien, so who's to say what aliens can do? Right, and plus the scientists that are examining aren't very good scientists from what I can tell. Wilfred Brimley seems to have it all put together. I mean, his computer sort of does. <laughs> and it's weird that the computer's spitting out these like intense probabilities where it's like, I, what, how does the computer know that? <laughs> yeah, this is 1982. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Wilfred Brimley, uh, he's on to things. He's like, hmm. Should probably lock that dog up. Turns out that's not a dog. It was a monster the whole time. A monster. Oh, spook him. Uh, uh, that's when you also find out the kennel master way into into dogs. As I said, I've been friends with many dogs. Uh, this guy does his, likes his dogs a little too much. Well, I don't really want to see my dogs shot. <laughs> no, no, neither do I. But he just seems like, oh, um, mm, you, you gotta you gotta walk away at that point because those dogs are those dogs are not dogs anymore. They're monsters. They're monsters. Monsters. Plus, if he's so concerned about the dogs, why doesn't he rush in there when the, he hears all the crying and shit instead of just kind of meandering down the hallway? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because um, he probably only makes it like a few steps away before the the thing starts attacking the dogs and they start freaking out. You think he'd like turn back around and be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I don't trust this guy. Yeah, but yeah, it's too late because the monster eats most of the dogs. They come in there trying to burn it, but it's got fists and punches through the roof. <laughs> Spooky fists. Scurries away. <laughs> and it's little spider legs. Well, no, it, it like gets murdered, right? They melt it. But um, it's too late. Someone's already been infected. We already saw it. The dog came in and gave the lick of death. He's like... Kisses. <laughs> dog sound. So that's why you got to be careful. You can't let your dog kiss you anymore. Could be a thing. Probably not. Most dogs aren't things, but things usually. Hey, but dogs. what happens if one one dog is a thing? The entire world gets destroyed. Yeah, but it's only um, dogs from Antarctica. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's too late. But Wilfred Brimley, he's putting it together. <laughs> he says, "Oh my God, the diabetes." 
<laughs> he looks inside. I can't let the beaties get out. Well, I guess so. They melted the monster, but it's not dead yet, right? Um, but he does an autopsy on it. <laughs> he reveals. Yeah, the cells are still active. Yeah, he reveals the monster kind of in the monster. It's some gross shit. It looks great. Eighties were awesome. And he's like, oh god, I've never seen any diabetes like this. <laughs> Uh, next, next. Obviously, they gotta go take a look at that saucer. They watch the Norwegians' tapes, and they're like, "Fucking, what's that all about? We gotta take a look at this spaceship." Um, spaceship looks pretty cool. You notice that the Norwegians just left the hatch open on the spaceship. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do? Why not? No one else is gonna. The snow will get in there. <laughs> It'll be no cold. Spaceship. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Nah, Norwegians are lazy. They're known for it. That's good. <laughs> that's the Swedes. This podcast is very anti-Norwegian. Uh, you know what? I bet there's different... Uh, and their food is awful. Yeah, I bet there's different perceived notions between the Scandinavians. Like, the Swedes are probably like, yeah, those Norwegians are lazy. Uh, the uh, fucking Denmark, they're always drunk. <laughs> yeah, and they, they fuck sheep. In yeah, Finland, Denmark and Danes <laughs> always fucking sheep. Finland's spooky because they have different ethnic origins. Estonia, oh jeez. Uh Keith David doesn't believe in any of this voodoo bullshit. Uh also weird thing to say, Keith. <laughs> you mean like space and shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Voodoo. I don't believe in no space. <laughs> That's some voodoo bullshit. They make a great reference to the chariots of the gods. Do you know what the chariots of the gods is? Uh yeah. They're gods and they got chariots and it's like uh, Apollo has got that one that pulls the sun. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, that's true. That's pretty no Apollo. Oh, is Apollo that has a chariot? Yeah, who's Apollo has a chariot? And Thor's got ones that are pulled that has are drawn by goats. Uh, well, they're specifically referencing a book that came out in the late '60s called "The Chariots of the Gods," written by Eric von Däniken. Uh, it's he's basically the guy that created the ancient aliens theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the book South America and shit. Yeah, the book's been widely debunked, of course, but I mean, people still believe in ancient aliens. Yeah, it's still power on the History Channel to this day. Yeah, because, I mean, you can make money off that shit, and then people just like to believe, you know, simple stories, QAnon, and Flat Earth, shit like that. You know what it is. Uh, it's, uh, if you have, that's going to converge any day now, all three of those. I'm going to go out of my way to say that uh, I'm pretty sure that I can 100% guarantee that in some pockets of the conspiracy internet, uh, all three H aliens, Flat Earth, and QAnon do all convergence <laughs> in some people's minds. Uh, I want to. I want to meet this person. Uh, if you like, have like five dollars to spare and some free time, and you want to read a dumb book, I'd recommend *Chariots of the Gods*. It's pretty goofy. I don't know why you would spend five dollars on it, but f- feel free. You can go to get it from the library or the internet. Oh yeah, you can get it for free on the internet. I'm sure. Or just read a synopsis. It's. I mean, if you've ever watched *Ancient Aliens* or whatever, you're familiar you with are, a lot of it. concepts, anyways. Yeah. Um, it's uh, obviously a lot of people kind of bought into it back then uh, and still now <laughs> unfortunately but it's yeah really like the stupidest shit when you read it I'm just how could people from different cultures learn how to build sort of pyramids it's, I don't know maybe it was that was the best way to stack stones <laughs> <laughs> but they sort of look alike yeah, because it's the best way to do it. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? They sort of kind of look uh, the same. Yeah, and they're kind also of... Also, they're boats. 
They're also Boats. all, all kind of near, sort of maybe the same like longitude, but not even close. There's a reason for it. It's a star map or some shit. <laughs> Egyptians came from uh, Horus, the planet. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking go in the pyramid and look in the hole or whatever. <laughs> the pyramid hole. No, no, no. That's not weird. That's Just as ridiculous as uh, ancient aliens, though. This is where the computer tell, tells him, oh, man, if this thing gets out that we don't know anything about, 27 hours will affect the whole world. I thought it was 27,000 hours. 27,000? There's a bunch of zeros, but I was like, that's got to be like a point or something. Even even so, 27,000 is still is not... A, is that a lot of hours? I don't think that's a lot of hours. That's like 10 years or some shit, isn't it? Well, that's true, isn't it? That's a long time. I feel like you'd be faster than that. I feel like Wolfram Burnley wouldn't be so concerned about that. He'd be like, I'll be dead by then. That's like how Boomer Street climate change and stuff. Exactly. I'll be dead from diabetes. It also says, uh, oh, the likelihood that um, someone's been infected, 75%, was on very good odds. <laughs> but how did the computer come with those odds? Oh, obviously, it's just a way to present visual exposition or, you know, put the idea in your mind of what Wilford Brimley's thinking. But I, I feel like they, there could have been a better way to do it because it's just, damn, in 1982, they had computers that are just spitting out weird probabilities like that. <laughs> maybe they did. That's probably why the Cold War lasted so long. <laughs> Uh, 52% chance that the Russian is infected with a super AIDS. Oh, no. 78% chance that Gorbachev called Ronald Reagan a nerd. <laughs> oh, I'll get that fella. <laughs> I'll get him. Glass nose. I don't know about that. What does that mean? You calling me a nerd? <laughs> I'll untie your glass note. Um, yeah, so they're like, uh, at this point, um, Wilfred Brimley's like, get this shit out of the lab, take it to storage. Uh, the other scientist man reads his notes and he learns this gel cells are still active. They're not dead. So Bennings, I think, is the dude. Um, he gets absorbed by the masa. And he's running around outside with uh, little claw hands, right? He looks like a... Like a <laughs> and he says... <laughs> Hey, he looks like a Doctor Who monster or something. <laughs> oh, he does kind of look like an ood. Yeah, the <laughs> those, those both those goods are kind of yeah. guys that hold their spleens out or whatever. Yeah, not their yeah. spleens, but they're thinkers. They're, brain? they're talkers. They're thinkers. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking of. He looks like one of them Doctor Who guys. <laughs> they burn the shit out of that fool. Can't trust him. What was? Uh, what do you think the monster's intent at that point was? Just run off and go freeze. I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. I think maybe it's just he run off and hide and mm. then wreck havoc elsewhere. Because at this point, that's not the only monster anymore. I mean, well, yeah, because at this point, um, Blair Wilford Brimley is uh, has sabotaged the helicopter or he does just afterwards. Then he's freaking out, destroying the radio and stuff. Is he a monster at this point? We're not we sure. We don't know. We also don't know for sure that Blair is the one who McReady sees sabotaging the copter. He just assumes it is. Right. So it could also be, I guess, Palmer is who we specifically think was infected first. Yeah, he's um, clearly the one that's kind of been building the spaceship since the beginning, right? Someone had to have been down there doing it, right? Because it's not, they lock uh, Blair up and he digs out underneath eventually and goes down in there. But it was in two hours or so he built that whole all that shit. You know what I mean? Because this all takes place over like one night. 
I kind of always assumed that the thing dug up to him and specifically snatched him because he was isolated. Oh, that makes more sense. Makes much more sense. <laughs> huh. Uh, at this point, Wilfred Brimley Blair has gone a little bit crazy, but uh, it's a noble sacrifice sort of thing, right? Where he, he the computer told him if the monster gets out, it's going to kill everybody. And he's like, yo, by the way, you guys are all fucked. And so he's freaking out, like, I got to destroy the radio. He might have fucked up the helicopter so people couldn't leave. Actually, I guess he did. And then he also fucked up uh, the the tractor or whatever thing they had. Because he's trying to make sure no one can leave. So, like, even if they all have to die, the monster doesn't get escape. This plan still isn't really thought out because the monster's still going to be there. That's the thing, too, is even at that point, you know the Norwegians found it frozen in the ice and it came back to life. So, you know... If you just ever no problem from this bitch, it's like well you'll just yeah go back to sleep. But uh, this is the 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 crux or like the hinge point in the movie, right? After this, like, all right, you can't trust anyone. Everything's falling apart. It, he, he tells them we can only eat out of cans, and it's like hopefully someone's dad taught him how to use a can opener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the can's purpose. And what it is for, but not how the can addresses the opener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> let's talk about that for a little bit because it is fucking weird. Like, first of all, like, okay, fuck. I <coughs> teaching your kids to cook is an important life skill. My mother uh, taught me to cook. I'm trying to teach my children to cook. Um, you do that as like a, a family activity together. You, it's not what the fuck. That can't be a real story, right? You had to. Like he, I mean, he might have made it up because like the detail of it and the way he wrote it and all that sort of thing. But it's also like, all right, first of all, like just show him how to use a can opener. That's the fuck. That's what humans do. That's what animals. That's do. how you learn. What do you that's, mean that you don't learn yeah. by just throwing people? Just, that's not. You just search those some shit. You just do it, right? and then also Wait. you go check this out. Let's go. Outside. Here's a paper and some pe- and pencils. Write the alphabet. No, I'd be like, also, let's go outside, check this out, and then show them how you can grind a can in, on cement to open it. That way, if you, you know, if you're ever in an apocalyptic scenario, now the <laughs> can's not a can opener. <laughs> or here, or sometimes you need a big rock. I guess you could do that too, but that just might fuck up your meal. Like you can take a can and grind the top of it on cement or like stone, so like a flat stone, and it'll, it'll uh, wear down enough that the top of the can comes off. And then, baby, you just stick that on a fire. You got some beans going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, 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 he wrote like a fucking. I didn't read all of it. I was done by like the f- fifth post. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I think I read about three uh, tweets in. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I already, I got the just this shit. Well, it's fucking like forty tweets or long or something. It's fucking long. He's talking about this shit, and like, you know, he's a fucking loser. <laughs> You he, he posts that shit like thinking he was gonna like look like a genius or something. <laughs> Fucking oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe like the the internet. <laughs> oh, so people just posted. Uh, I was busy shit. with my jigsaw puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> people just get on Twitter and post you like that. <laughs> Don't even think. Yeah, <laughs> these people exist. He has like a dedicated following for some reason still, which I don't understand. I like. Someone, I did not really know who this motherfucker was before. Someone showed there. me the Long Winters when I was in high school, and I was like, 
I no, I, there's no way I'm listening to this fucking nerd shit. <laughs> so I don't know how I did. I had no idea Long Winters were still making music, and that the 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 the, 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 the describe their music to me. It's, it's like bad Death Cab for Cutie. It's honestly like they heard he heard Death Cab for Cutie back in 2000 or 1999 when like their first album came out, and he's like, you know what, I could do that, but worse. If you can make a career out of it, I guess. Apparently he did. I had no idea. I knew he, the Long Winters, was like the theme song for uh fucking my brother, my brother and me. But oh, I thought God, that, was, that explains a lot about them. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. I was like, oh, they have fucking weird taste in music, <laughs> and then it makes sense because like they're kind of fucking weird guys. Like not, I don't mean weird in like a negative way, but like you weird and like you like you they'd be kind of annoying to hang out with. Is like my personal feeling about them. Yeah. No, no, it's a great group of guys. I love. It seems uh, like I love their podcasts. Yeah, great. Honestly, they seem like the audience for the long winters. I'll say that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just. Hey, remember when? Remember when one of their wild wives yelled at a low minimum age employee? <laughs> yeah, about oh the, the your your CBD oil sign outside is a lie. I mean, they're not. They're, I don't know, they're goofy white boys from Virginia. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, this is Long Winters, man. John Roderick. He apparently, people like him or some shit. He's written <laughs> books and shit. That was the well, most shocking thing to me about it. Is like, no, what, the, well, what also came out later, apparently, is he's had like, some really racist tweets. Yeah, but that's like anytime someone says something stupid on Twitter, like if they're like at that level of um, like internet personality. Go look at the tweets from like 2011, 2012. They're all gonna look like that. It seems like <laughs> what happened that uh, time frame. I you can look at my internet history from 2011 or 2012, or honestly any year before that. I don't know that you're gonna find anything super racist there. I don't know. Like the humor was different at the time, you know. And like the not to say people are too sensitive now. More the opposite. People got away with a lot more on the internet back then. I'm like not shocked. I, I I'm pretty sure most white people are racist to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean that's how you get Donald Trump, isn't it? Yeah, but I it's just mind blowing that he's a public figure of some kind. I was like, what? He's got like followers and stuff. How huh? people like him and shit. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. like bodes well for us, doesn't it? Well, to me, he seems like someone who should have just dropped off the the earth like a regular person after producing two shitty albums or something but no like he cultivated a following somehow and it is completely foreign to me like this isn't connor oberst we're talking about you know what i mean this is <laughs> some fucking loser who made like bad death care for cutie knockoff music in 2004 <laughs> oh well that's the internet for you it takes all kinds people have all sorts of different tastes unfortunately Oh man, you know he just thought. Oh, I mean, one hundred percent. It seems he like people are gonna I, love that so tweet. So self-aggrandizing. He thought people are gonna love that oh, shit. Like, You're such a good dad. You really taught her. You taught that girl a lesson. He was you know, like, she's gonna grow up to be such a self-sufficient. <laughs> and she's so bright and smart and clever. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, oh, a teaching moment, and then proceeded. Oh my! Has anybody ever started off with that and not proceeded to reveal themselves to be an incredible douchebag? I mean, um. Uh, this is a teaching moment. Teachers, there. maybe. <laughs> like, they're subconsciously, when they're doing their job, they're like, oh. I don't think anybody's actually visualized it or wrote it out. And then it proceeded by something that I was like, yes. 
Good. Oh yeah, it's just a weird phrase. Ah, oh, teaching moment. Hmm, Even teachable. that seems condescending. Ah, an opportunity. <laughs> what did you to teach though? Learn your gifts. Well, that's things he didn't. He then went on to like not teach her anything. <laughs> he just said uh, uh, tormented her with the oh your lack of knowledge. You don't know as much as I do about can openers. You a small child. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know you pooped yourself and do you were too. <laughs> uh, when did you learn to read? Do not uh, seven, eight? Ah, moron. You did not understand the poor purpose of the form and the essential of your anus until you were two or three years old. <laughs> you loser. <laughs> That's it. I do like to belittle my children whenever possible. I I'm gonna post about it on Twitter. <laughs> And he has that same writing style that, like, oh man, I hope his books are written that way. Every like, I'm not gonna find out, but X something awful posting white boy has like, oh, this is a crumblumpious, <laughs> this is a teaching moment. I serendipitously, blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I get you. I know what yeah. you're talking about. It's like, oh, shut the fuck up. Your tone is all wrong, sir. That's why Hemingway was such a phenomenon. You, you just write normal sentences. <laughs> All right. Um, what are we? This is the thing, not Hemingway or Bean Dad. Hemming Dad. Yeah, what Bean, a, Bean Hemingway. Don't equate those two people at all. Jesus Christ. You did it. <laughs> no, I, I, I specifically positioned Hemingway against those people. I didn't equate them either. I just made a, a funny little bean thing. Portmanteau. <laughs> uh, yeah, so whatever. They got to eat out of cans. They can't trust each other. There's a chompy belly. Chompy Belly gets him. One of the most famous scenes in the movie. Because uh, Norris pretends to die after. Well, first, Niles abandons McReady because he finds a torn up shirt. Does he pretend to die or is there a thing just like, I don't know how hard it's work. This guy just has a bad one. Uh, maybe. I guess that could be it. Oh, but I think, I don't know. I think the thing was like, now's my chance. Uh. <laughs> um, so they're trying to resuscitate him and uh, Chompy Belly. McGrady springs into action and melts it, but uh, the the oh gross! The guy's head comes off and turns into a little spider monster. It's one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, that's this is probably the most recognized scene in the movie. But the one that I always remember from a little being a little kid is the uh, the kennel scene with the dogs when it makes the two fists and punches through the roof. I um, that stands out in my mind just because um, it's kind of goofy. <laughs> <laughs> But I, yeah, I like the, the chompy belly is the, the one I remember the most because it's uh, edited so well. Where it's just like, whoa, oh, chompy it's belly, his, his hands are gone. And I like that his like head kind of like drips off of his body. You know what I mean? Like it like tear. It looks like it's tearing off of it, but it like drips down to the floor. Ooh, grody. Uh, <laughs> and then I like when the the head's trying to escape. And the two guys turn around and just stare at it. And like, what like the you gotta fuck? be kidding me. <laughs> and they burn that shit. But at this point, McGrady's had enough. So he's uh, like, I've devised a test. Yeah, we do the super cool blood test scene, one of the best scenes in the movie. Very tense. Uh, I think Paul, every time I watch this movie, and it's about a dozen times now, I'm still tense. Uh, Palmer turns out to be infected. Uh, he attacks Windows, who he gets kind of melted from the attack, right? You know, he starts to consume him with this yeah. thing. I guess this thing gizzard, this thing juices start to get at him. Yeah. 
Um, it was the absolute worst time for a flamethrower malfunction for Kurt Russell. <laughs> He's not able to blast Palmer. Uh, Windows freaks out, gets eaten a little bit. Luckily, Kurt figures out his flamethrower, uh, melts Palmer, then he has to melt Windows, carries on with the experiment. Turns out these last four surviving guys, all good. Everything should be fine, right? Oh, what about the doctor? Ah, what shit. The doctor. Sorry. Wolf- Wilfred Brimley. Brimley. Oh, Brimley's still out there. He's out there in his hut making biscuits. Problems also are solved. They got to go check on Brimley, see if he's infected. Ah, he's not there. He's been building I, a UFO. I never understood why they didn't leave, the, why they left Childs behind. Yeah, like, well, was, I guess it was um, a contingency plan because he says, oh, if uh, Blair comes back and we're not with him, melt him. So I guess it's if. But why don't they just have Child stand back in the doorway with the flamethrower? And if he fuck, starts fucking around with them, they, he melts him. I don't understand. Their contingency plan doesn't make any sense because if he somehow overpowered all three of them, I don't see how Childs is going to have a stand chance. But that's just me. Um, I don't know. It's so yeah, the, yeah, movie it's the movie works, works but <laughs> <laughs> it's so the movie can work. God damn it! Also, it's, he's fucking down there building a UFO. That would have been loud as shit. When has that all been taking place? Well, there's a storm on. There's a blizzard going. And you remember, uh, Wolfer Bloomy says I hear weird sounds. Oh uh, yeah, damn! You're better at watching movies than I am. <laughs> oh, oh. Especially now I'm it, the real king of movies. Especially when it comes to things that concern Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. Yeah. Kyle, how do you know that? He occupies a large space in my mind. Kurt Russell uh, basically adopts my what my would have been my attitude at the beginning. Burn the whole fucking thing up. Let's yeah, get the fuck out. Like we're not gonna make it, so let's fucking make sure we destroy it. So they gonna they start blowing, burn the 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 whole facility down. And Charles disappears suspiciously while they're blowing everything up. Their Molotov cocktail, everything going to set dynamite. They're basically ridden the streets of alien crime. Yeah, um, the only way you know how by killing everything. Yeah, they're down there setting up the, the real dynam- police way. The dynamite. Um, and uh, first Carrie gets Brimley's. He sticks his fingers into his face. <laughs> He's really deep in there too. Um, and then uh, Nalls goes to check it out. He also gets Brimley's. Uh, then Kurt Russ is finally like, "Hmm, some suspicious going on. Someone, mm. Are you guys getting Brimley over there?" The thing is underground to save on special effects costs. <laughs> so it comes at him like a graboid from uh, Tremors. <laughs> That's a cool fact. I like it. Yeah, no, it actually is pretty good. Also, this is long before Tremors and even um, uh, David Lynch's Dune. So we hadn't seen anything like that before. <laughs> oh, uh, quick aside. Did you know there there was a uh, Tremors TV show that uh, Kevin Bacon uh, was going to be in and the pilot never got picked up? A, you can find a trailer online somewhere. Oh, Tremor. I think you said Trevor's TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor's TV. Maybe I did say a Trevor. <laughs> what the hell is you know, that? The, the show about Trevor's. Yeah. Hello, I'm Trevor's. Kevin Bacon was going to be in it? You know, good old Kevin Bacon is coming back. One more bite at that Tremor's apple. He's going to be in the TV show. The Kevin Bacon was still doing pretty good at that time in his career. No, <laughs> this is got, I think this is after the Madoff shit. So he's probably got <laughs> cash. Oh, okay. I've watched it. The fucking Tremor's rules. One and two. Four is okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, the Tremors just that's the the first one, especially. That's just such a good idea. That's a fun movie. Kurt Russell does a really cool action role. Did you catch that? Yeah, he's like, ah! Ah! and he throws dynamite at the monster. The day is saved. Oh no, Ch- Charles is still here. Damn it, Charles! And it's like, oh, are one of them the ting? 
and that's millions of Reddit threads were started to determine is one of them the team? Well, yeah. Well, you know, at the, at the point they go to check on uh, Brimley, mm-hmm. that none, neither of them are the thing. Yeah, none of those four guys are infected. Presumably, they would be incapable of being infected at that point until they come in contact with Wilfred Brimley. So if they all I find it difficult to see where McGrady gets gets things. I don't know if I don't know if I actually really care about talking about this, but well, I guess I don't think McCready is infected. I don't think unless when he did the action roll, maybe the thing licked his asshole. <laughs> oh, it was like pff, just real quick, like uh, like a uh, uh, whipping him with a towel, but with his tongue. It was like slap. Bitches, they know sucking on this booty hole. Yeah, so uh, Kurt Russell uh, is isn't infected. I think the only mystery is if uh, Charles is, and I guess there's plenty of time with him off screen and Wilfred Brimley off screen where it could have taken place. He doesn't. Uh, Charles doesn't have you know the cold, smoky breath like uh, uh, like old Curly Russell does, McGrady does at the end of the movie. But that could just be because of that the seems exertion. to be um, lighting. Yeah, there's be. a there's a bright fire behind Giles, which is going to affect what. Um, yeah, but I know. But if you're going to start dissecting shit as far as like if whether or not uh, McCready smiles after he drinks the bottle. Oh right, right. right. <laughs> I don't. I don't particularly care about that. <laughs> uh, What's the script say? Um, I don't know. I didn't check it out. Oh. Probably just uh, McCready laughs and smiles, fade to black. My question though is, um, they bang, okay? They bang, okay? Well, in that situation, how would you solve the problem? Because I think the way they go about it is, like, fucking stupid. <laughs> what? We're just, all right, whatever, fuck it. Well, it's obviously, up until a certain point, uh, you don't have enough information to know what to do. But oh, think, you mean, I'm sorry, are you talking about the very end, or which part are we... The whole situation. Uh, God damn it, I'm on to this the minute this dog starts acting weird. Well, imagine... <laughs> we already the, went over, like, this dog should have been quarantined, and... And and kept away from other dogs. I <laughs> well disregard that part. Everything. All right. Well, okay. We'll pretend we're stupider. <laughs> everything up to the point where um, they realize, oh, the dog's a fucking monster, and they melt it. And the, okay, there's a problem once once the thing reveals itself. So at that point, what would you do? I would, once the thing reveals itself, what I what would I, what I do? Mm-hmm. And someone else is probably infected. Yeah, well, because you know the dog's been in contact with basically everyone for like the last few hours, and so right. it could have affected anyone. Obviously, at that point, um, you gotta kill everyone, blow them all up. Well, no, I it's oh, just fucking you want a real solution. Just everyone in the same room, right? Yeah, that's kind of it. That's yeah. Yeah, you you sleep in Take shifts. Watch, yeah, do yeah sleep um, in shifts. How many dudes are there? Like ten? There's like ten, ten of them. Yeah. I, 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 there's like eight, nine, ten. Yeah, there's yeah, because everybody's ones. still alive at that point. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, you can probably split it up into three shifts, so you have three to four guys with each other at all times. Mm-hmm. And you got to draw lots to, to see who's going to be in those shifts. Everybody sleeps in the same room, and then the doc and the scientist dudes are working the entire time to figure out a test. Bada bing, bada boom. We already solved this bitch. Let's yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And then also like. Could just kill everybody, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was my thing is like you know they could have solved this really easily if they just immediately were like, all right, um, 
everyone's got to stick together now because the thing isn't like they said it's not it'll fight if it has to but it's like not it can't do anything against a whole group of people right so it's not going to reveal itself unless there's the opportunity to so they're all just farting around doing stupid shit when they can just be like all right well let's all hang out and like you know drink and do shit like we normally would keep an eye on each other it's gonna make the poker games real intense yeah but then when someone fucks up you burn them yeah so basically this this could never happen a lot of fires around <laughs> i would never get things oh, like, i get things right away i already like don't, I was like oh puppy <laughs> i already like don't trust people anyways and I, i'm sure at this point i'd be so fucking yeah exactly tired oh, that's what i said oh working. a puppy well, and I wouldn't have trusted that dog either. I'd be like, why the fuck were they trying so hard to kill his dog? Poor little dogger, man. No, I mean, like, yeah, I, I'd feel bad for the dog, but I'd still quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't straight up like, all right, this is fucking uh, dome the dog like fucking science, gun scientists. But I'd be like, all right, let's separate this dog and like. Yeah, Kyle, these are uh, American scientists. You don't need to say gun in front of it. It's just assumed. <laughs> uh, okay. But like, it would at least like, all right, quarantine the dog. Let's go check out the Norwegians like site see what's up try to figure it out and then you get there you're like goddamn fucking ufo shit fucking problem solved go back in that at that point it's like all right we gotta kill that dog well they also go back and they don't even seem that concerned about the dog yeah they're like not putting the pieces together at all fucking shitty scientists you know (laughs) that's why they're up down in Antarctica. well they're great white north as you said yeah the first time we see them they're all just slamming whiskey and shit though so who know, you know what I mean? The, their senses are dulled by the the, the halflings. Uh, <laughs> the halflings drink. Yeah, the halflings bottom. mash. Well, that's something made. I didn't do this year. Is I didn't reread uh, the Hobbit, which is my normal, or or Lord of the Rings, which is something I normally do during the winter season. Yeah, I haven't rewatched Lord of the Rings yet. I might still do it. I don't know. I need to find something to love, a human or a cat or a thing puppy. Mm, no. Basically, what I'm saying is uh, rest in peace to the cast of the thing. I'm built different. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I'm saying that too, but secretly in my heart, I'm like, oh man, I'm the first to die. I'm going to let that puppy kiss my face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you wouldn't. It'd be hard because it's a dog. Like, and it immediately runs up and like starts licking that one guy. It's like, well, but you got to think, we're all up here in the, alone in Antarctica. Why are these crazy Norwegians trying to kill a dog? <laughs> They're crazy Norwegians, Kyle. They probably want it for dinner. You've seen their cuisine. I haven't. I don't know what Norwegian cuisine's like. A lot of fish. And dog. Um, I know they have that, you um, ferment oh, the fish in the yes. sun thing, or you bury it and ferment it. That's pretty wild. I don't know if that's Norway or Denmark or Sweden. Like, they all have it. They're, all, all, they're all the same as far as they're concerned. Yeah, you're not even like the western half or the eastern half of Ireland. Yeah, they're like um, I don't know. I know your languages are a little bit different and shit. You got different governments or whatever, but yeah, you all seem pretty similar to me. <laughs> this has been uh, Races Against Vikings podcast. Can't be racist against white people, and they're the whitest of the white <laughs> kings of the white, the furthest north. The northest whites, which makes you the whitest white, right? I think they'd be the first northern people, right? Probably. I don't think I can. I mean, it goes I'm trying to imagine a map in my head. Yeah, I guess parts of Russia, but it's that's the parts no one lives at. It's gotta be someone up there. True that. Well, that uh, completes our discussion of the thing. Obviously, it's a great movie. I fucking love it. This is like the hundredth time I've watched it. I don't know. I watched it like three times this week. 
at first I was like not in the mood to watch it, and then I like watched it once, and I was like, oh, I'll watch that again tomorrow, and then <laughs> you, again today. You and Quentin Tarantino, yeah. Um, it's one of Carpenter's best. Uh, everyone knows it. If you're on the internet, you know fucking everyone loves the thing. Reddit, like I said, Reddit talks about it a lot, but it is still like fucking like cool ass movie. It's worth checking out. It's worth rewatching. Any chance you can get. But basically, anytime Kurt Russell and John Carpenter get together, it's a fun time. It's get for Escape from LA. Escape from LA is still a fun time, just not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> not a well made time, but it's pretty fun. He's shooting hoops, he's surfing in the LA River. Very narrow in the film. I know it narrows in some places, but also there's not usually a lot of water in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's known for its, its lush, beautiful rapids. I guess the, in the in that future they um, created LA yeah, they, like broke off right because of an earthquake right so um, it's flooded with, with the oh, seawater yeah. probably that makes sharks sense. and whatnots. Oh, there is a shark in that scene, isn't there? Or is that I, totally? I do not remember. I have not seen that movie in over twenty years at this point, but I'm gonna say yes. I feel like maybe there is. I don't know. I don't know if it, it's it probably talks too. Yeah. <laughs> Jawsome. <laughs> oh shit, we're in the wrong spot. Ugh. Man, I yeah, hated that show. Maybe I'll watch Escape from LA again. <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was a kid, I don't think. Um that concludes our discussion of the thing. Uh I love it. Sean loves it. John Carpenter rules. Uh um, loves it. We'll be back in two weeks. Next we're gonna watch Runaway Train, which is uh, another canon classic. Uh it's about a train. Yeah, it, it sure is. It's got um, Eric Roberts in it, so this will be our first time enjoying oh, Eric, Roberts. Eric Roberts' masterpiece. You're the best around. And John Voight. ever going to keep you. Oh, man. Angelina <laughs> Jolie's uh, father. Crazy dad. Crazy stink dad. Crazy dad. Crazy daughter. <laughs> VHS Colt. Go to VHSCult.com. KVLT. Listen to both podcasts. Rate and review. Tell your friends. Five stars. Ten stars. Every star you can get, play through Super Mario Galaxy, get all the stars, give them to our podcast. Yeah, I, we need more stars or thumbs up or something. We are, as long as those translates into American cash dollars. Um, you may also pay me in rupees, I guess. I'm, I'll need uh, funds for my next uh, season of NBA League Pass. I'll take all currencies and denominations. No, I'm not taking pounds. Fuck those British. Soon no one will be taking pounds. Brexit. Someday, Sounds delicious. I want pancakes with mine. Someday I hope I can find someone who will take my pounds. <laughs> Pound town. <laughs> <laughs> VHS cold.